are listening to Harley with your host, Gary Allen. What's up, world and all who inhabit it? Welcome back to Harley. Um... It's been a lot of stuff that's been going on since I was gone, including 34 plays on my last podcast. Where they came from, I do not know. So if you are if you are a listener on that podcast and you came from either TikTok or Instagram or wherever you came from, let me know because I that's clearly where the uh, where the audience is at. You know what I'm saying? So go there. Go see about that, you know, or, or like, you know, comment under here. You can leave comments, uh, you know, leave five-star reviews and comment there, or whatever you must do on whatever platform you're on, and let me know where you came from. Also, you can say it on my Instagram, too, at GaryLNM. You know, just go do that. But um, despite the fact that there's been a lot of good things going on with myself as of late with, you know, a little bit of money coming in, um, uh, just you know, my sister's birthday was just other. It's just a few other things that's been going on that has been really positive for a change in my life. And um, not to say that I just have a bunch of negative stuff happening to me all the time. Just something that you know just kind of sticks out. And <clears throat> I just. I, despite the fact that those the, those things have happened, has been kind of positive for myself lately. Um, I think this is going to be a, a somewhat of a sad or negative podcast because the amount Arby situation. Um, I haven't really fully spoken about it on like any of my social medias, <clears throat> like Twitter or, or Instagram or or nothing. I haven't spoken about it, and I I loved you know the fact that like so many people were were speaking about it. Some of the people that I just am huge fans of too. Like it's not even just black people who are worried about this situation. It like everyone that's that you know believes in this and supports us are standing with us in this terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. Um. I mean, I would find an article. I guess I could find an article that generalizes exactly what happened. But basically what happened was it is so brutal and so, you know, and so blunt that you can put it so simply and it would still make a lot of sense. Um, Basically... Two men, two white men, found a black person jogging or walking down the street or whatever and shot him. That's really it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not done to laugh at, but it's just it's just hysterical. That is really it. Supposedly, I had heard that like their reasoning for doing it was because they had been looking for somebody who stole their gun. So they went out on the streets as if they're just going to find immediately just find somebody holding their gun or something. And then 
you know, they're going to shoot them or something like that. It's it just some dumb shit, which I then found out that that was actually not true because they had lost their gun like over a month ago before the, before the shooting. And what really baffles me is I was watching somebody named uh, Vosh. I'm pretty sure his name was. I had just found him, so I'm not, I'm not fully, like, I don't fully remember his name, but I really do like his content. I'm going to be watching his videos, but I'm pretty sure it's Vosh. And what baffled me was what he showed when he was talking, and he was talking about um, how some people are literally, like, I guess you could say conservatives or right-wingers, whatever the fuck you want to call it, are making videos and basically, in you know, in layman's terms, in an effort to defend or validate the murdering of Ahmad Arbery, they and what's funny is that he said that Vosh even showed the one of the videos of this guy saying breaking news. We we found the um, camera footage, security camera footage of Ahmad Arbery walking around uh in a in construction home possibly to um what's the word I oh, damn it what is the word possibly to you know what people what robbers do they they go around the house and stuff like that to see how it looks so that you know they can get an idea of the interior and what they can take you know how they can get in blah 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 and that's they said that he was potentially doing. And what didn't make sense is that, number one, the house was in construction. That's number one. How are you going around, you know, inspecting a house to rob it when it's literally in construction? Number two, there is no proof that that is a mod arbory. And number three, even if he was for some reason going into a uh, uh, in a, a house in construction, walking around houses in construction in the middle of the night, and it was him. It does not make it okay to kill somebody in cold blood. And I feel like Vosh put it perfectly when he said that these aren't just, you know, racists. These are, what did he say? He said, these are pro-murder. That's what these people are. They're pro-murder. Pro-murder of black people. Nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I, I cannot believe that. I mean, I can believe. But it's just crazy to think that even in these times, things like this, it's still possible to happen for my people. And I, I, I made a TikTok not too long ago because I have found out that uh, I had already, you know, kind of was annoyed when Emma Lou said the N-word. And then I found out that Adam Ray OK had said it, too. And then I just kind of got I just kind of hit the fan a little bit. And I was just like frustrated. Nobody really gets black people in our struggle. And I don't think anybody really, you know, not many people even care to let's just touch on the simple fact that so many so many 
white or other colored people are a celebrity specifically say the n-word and they get exposed for it and then they have to apologize the amount of times since i have been using youtube since i have been using instagram all of that since i have been in tune with social media like how i am now the amount of times that i have seen apology videos or tweets or exposing videos of of somebody on this platform that I really like saying the N-word. It's crazy. It's nuts. It just tells you. That alone tells you how people view black people in this society. The simple fact that a lot of celebrities like have been exposed to it, and then a lot who probably haven't been exposed also say the N-word. Do I even have to name people? Even big celebrities? Justin Bieber, for example, made one of the most racist jokes I've ever heard. Y'all don't, y'all gotta understand, like, a lot of these people, a lot of these people that's on YouTube, these YouTubers, a lot of these celebrities, they are not exclusive to to white people or or other or lighter colored people when it comes to being loved black people also love these celebrities i'm not particularly a huge fan of james charles but i did like to watch some of his videos i'm a huge fan of jane dawson and it's like it just shatters you when people that you look up to are revealed to be a part of the people that basically are contribute to the oppression of your people. Y'all got to look at this from a black child's perspective. Somebody that loves a YouTuber and looks up to them and then they get exposed for saying the N-word. Could you imagine what that kid is feeling right now? Not even, you know, the kid, the white kid probably isn't feeling anything. The white kid probably says it and doesn't care. But that black kid is probably hurt because it probably feels like a personal attack, which it is. I just am so tired of it. I really do get fed up with the oppression that goes on in this country for black people, but also in this world, because let's be real here, black people are the most hated. And there's a reason for that. That could probably get put into a whole nother podcast, which is what I'll do, but I'll just generalize real quick. European people, lighter people traveled across the world and gained an influence and that influence remains to this day. And that influence involved the white European standard of beauty. And that is why black people are hated the most because they are the opposite of that standard of beauty, basically. But anyway, I just, I really, I really am tired. You know, 
I'm not, first of all, let me not say I'm tired because I'm just getting started when it comes to this, but I am just so frustrated with all of this. <laughs> like, why did everybody have said N-word? Why does everybody have to be a little bit racist? You know, a lot of people are raised this way. A lot of white people are raised this way. And, like, you know, you can't fault them because now that they gravitated towards this on their own, their families are what brought them to be this way. Even the most completely, like, oh, I'm comfortable around black people type people. If you was to say, if if you was to go around somebody who's seemingly not racist, somebody who, you know, seemingly doesn't have a problem with you and then you say like you make a joke about yourself being black and they laugh hard as hell or like you know give a sigh of relief because you wouldn't acknowledge your blackness and they didn't have to because it clearly was somewhat making them uncomfortable enough to at least take notice of it it's like those people are racist too you know when when black when this color of your skin has to be a topic of discussion they have a little bit of racism in them. And, you know, you can't fault people for that a lot of the times. You know, like I said, it's how they were raised. A lot of people weren't raised around certain skin colors. A lot of people were taught that certain skin colors are bad. But, like, you just got to be open to change. In the TikTok community alone, <laughs> I praised the TikTok community because it was full of people who make supportive content for the LGBT community, the um, the black community, the Native American community, the Indian community, the Muslim community, all of the communities, they got some sort of representation on TikTok. But then you start to see, specifically for black people, it seems as always, the racist TikToks started to come out. I don't understand why white people, why it's like, obviously it's because besides Native Americans, white and black people were like the main two here. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think of of people that, that first started off here, it was Native Americans, it was white people, and then it was the slaves, it was black people. And so it's like a natural, it, and not natural, obviously, this definitely isn't natural. It's just been over seasoned over time. So it's like it's just sort of a generational opposition or, or like, you know, versus, you know what I'm saying? Like for some reason, which we we know the reason is a lot of white people versus a lot of black people. And so white people feel the need to get on this platform and be so racist to black people. And, you know, not even not even so bluntly racist. Like it's this one kid who I'm, I can't remember his name. I I don't watch his TikToks or anything, but he looks like Macaulay Culkin and young Macaulay Culkin. And he was like, I forgot exactly what he said, but it was about the, the black girl who, who was the original creator of the renegade. And he basically, since I don't remember what he said and I don't want to put any words in his mouth. he, basically was trying to dismiss her like he didn't care about about her because i don't know he just was like who cares if she made the dance no one like and he was just trying to dismiss dismiss that and that's fucked up i i don't think many people get it like we representation is one of the most important things when it comes to the 
the reformation of this world, honestly. We everyone needs representation. And that also touches on gay people being on TV, which I now know that even some of my closest friends that I have respected for their intelligence also don't get that. You think that you are forcing they think that they are that that people are forcing, you know, the quote unquote gay agenda onto people by putting gay people on or and or black people on TV shows. And I say they think that they're forcing too because for some reason people, you know, have a problem when they change a character that's uh, originally white to black, which I kind of have a problem with too. I'm not going to lie because I kind of like characters that I love that, I, you know, grew up seeing. Like, I don't want to see Superman black. I kind of want to see him how I imagined him. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, it's like people still think that even the ones that's reasonable, even newer characters, like how it should be, make new black characters. They think that they're pushing it by making them black. A lot of people think that, believe it or not. But back to the like thinking that they're pushing it on TV thing, they think that they are pushing it on onto them because they pin it on TV. They like they put it inside the entertainment industry, period. It's like, no, we aren't pushing anything on you. As a matter of fact, we are definitely pushing it on you. But not in the hostile and or agenda way that you're trying to make it seem like. We aren't trying to force your kids to be gay. It's called representation. These communities need to be represented in all forms of social media and all forms of entertainment. Because, number one... It shows the reality of this world. The reality of this world is not just a white picket fence with a woman and a man married and their three kids all off to college. That's not the reality. The reality is that there are a lot of different and beautiful other types of people in this world. And they also need to be shown. That's that's number one. But number two, it's just a simple fact that you need to you need to. Teach your kids these things at a young age because naturally when a person does not understand anything or when they're being coerced into hating something, they grow up to hate something that they don't understand. They grow up to be homophobic. They grow up to be racist. Do you really think Donald Trump would be as racist if he would if he watched shows where when he was a kid where he had a lot of black people on them where he looked up to, where he looked up to black characters do you think he'd be as racist if he had black friends as a kid i highly 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 doubt it do you think he would be as homophobic which i don't, I don't think i don't know if Donald Trump is homophobic but i'm pretty you know come on now he is i'm not going to put anything together but just let's just say he was homo. Uh, if anybody who was homophobic, if you think if you were to put him, you know, why if he watched Arthur and he saw Mr. Ratburn kiss his husband, and he looked up to Mr. Ratburn or he liked Mr. Ratburn's character, do you think that if he had you know gay family members that were openly gay, 
that introduced him to the subject at a young age, but not going any further than telling him that it exists. Do you think that he would be as homophobic? No, he wouldn't because he was raised around it his whole life. He understands it. He understands, and he doesn't even have to understand the struggle at a young age. He simply can just acknowledge that it is normal, that it is okay, and so many problems will be eliminated. The same goes for black people. It's more reasons that go for black people. I mean, no, it's probably about, about the equal amount of reasons. Because black, the black community and the gay community, they have a lot of connections. But um, it's like also just when it comes to, you know, both communities, but just referring to the black community, black people, black kids, they need somebody to look up to as well. Like when you watch shows and you don't see as many black people or any black people on the show, you don't know who to look up to. You don't know who to look towards. Like it's like so many people. That's this is another thing that's a part of white privilege is, is that people don't get is that you have the privilege as a white person to see people on your on TV and on whatever that uh, since you were a kid that looks like you that were put in heroic or any type of protagonist position since you were a kid and you grew up being able to see yourself or imagine yourself properly in those situations, in those forms, because that person looks like you, as opposed to a black person or Native American person or a Muslim person that grew up without these characters. They grew up only looking at the white people be the heroes and the protagonists. And so it's either they don't, you know, know where to turn. They don't, they don't aspire to be anything or, you know, look at themselves with a low self-esteem because they don't see themselves and what they look like as that type of person or as a hero or protagonist, or they aspire to be lighter and they start to become colorists and they uphold lighter skin tones because their their whole lives, not even just with the entertainment, but what they're being taught by their families, they believe that lighter skin is better. And that goes into, that just reminded me of Austin McBroom and Chris Brown. Um, yeah, we know that they're colorists, but the main thing I feel like that annoys me about those two is their haughtiness, their arrogance, their arrogance, that's the word, their arrogance. I mean, haughtiness would do too, I guess. I remember when Chris Brown was supposedly supposed to be exposed for only letting light-skinned girls into his booth or whatever at the club or something like that. Right. And um, his response was just like Austin McBroom's when he got exposed for, you know, making colorist and prejudice and racist content towards black women. No remorse, no compunction, no, no, no sympathy. They essentially laughed in our face. Chris Brown literally, like, I remember him laughing in our face. <laughs> like, he did not give a fuck. 
And he just really, he just really thought he was the shit. Like he just like, I don't give a fuck. This ain't fuck this shit or whatever. He just laughed, and it was. I've I've seen too many Chris Browns in my day. <laughs> I've seen too many people with like who think they're the shit because they got a little money, they know how to dress, and they look you know somewhat good and stuff. Like I've seen people like him, and. I just want to let you know if you're listening, if Chris Brown, if you're listening, Austin McBroom, if you're listening, and anybody else that is out there that you know that you act like Chris Brown with that haughtiness and arrogance because you're attractive and, oh, because you got lighter skin and also because if you feel like, you know, you you got money and shit, if you really think you're the shit – I want you to know that that does not put you above anyone. You hear me? I literally look down on Chris Brown. I look down on Austin McBroom. Money and looks is not what holds you above people in this world. Intelligence, open-mindedness, maturity is what opens you, what will hold you above more people in this world. And I know off of those two videos that I got that tenfold compared to those two those are in the in the grander scheme and in, in the bigger picture when you look at you know the legends of the world the people who changed the world for the better do you really think fucking austin mcbroom will be in that category no do you really think chris brown would be in that category no First of all, don't get me wrong. On the music tip, Chris Brown is a fucking legend. I love his music. I, or I loved his older music. I grew up off of his stuff. But as when it comes to his person, when it comes to his character, and when it comes to him now and his music now, it's kind of like a fuck him. Because, no, it's just it's, that's just dead. Everybody should have at least a little bit of a desire to want to change the world and be able to look at the world from... A global aspect and not just a city or town or country aspect. Everybody should want to change the world positively for the better in the bigger picture. What way can you contribute to the betterment of our planet when it comes to the people and when it comes to the nature? And that's one of the main things I desire to be. You know, obviously, I like I, I don't know if I've said it before, but I plan on pursuing my first passions, which is my art. I have first and second passions, but they, even though they're very, they're basically up on the same level as each other, but my first passions are a little bit higher. And my first passions are my art. I want to make movies. I want to make comic books, stories, music. I want to do all of that first. And then... I will go on after I feel fulfilled with that, which I may never, but after I do the main things that I've been dreaming of doing, I am going to start working on my second passions, which in both, in both eras, I'm going to be doing both. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that it's going to be on a smaller scale. Like I'm going to be focusing on my art, but I'm going to be trying to, you know, donate, you know, making, maybe create organizations, anything that, that I can do to better the planet, to better the people. And then once I gravitate towards the second um, era, I will start to focus on that more and still create my art under. You know what I'm saying? And, um, 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I feel like everybody should want to have to should want to change the world at least a little bit. And you don't have to aspire to be, you know, a legend. You don't have to aspire to be that legendary person that led a small um a small protest and was just had the most fire in their eyes and led everyone into freaking you know, making the cops give up or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because with words, you know, obviously it would be awesome to be like that type of person, but you don't have to do that. You could just want to to be a part of the, of the many that contributed to, you know, the betterment of the rainforests that are dying out here. You could be a part of the people that contributed a small amount to, um, you know, the black community finally getting true equality. Obviously, these are things that's going to take years, decades to ingrain into people's minds. Because as you already know, and as I've said on many occasions, these things that are, are these things are ingrained into people's heads. And since you can't get into their homes and teach their kids the way you want them to, because that's on that's one of the main ways that I, you know, aspire to to change the world is to try to get the people to change their minds so that they can change their kids' minds by teaching them right. And then it doesn't like if you if you change their minds and then they start raising their kids differently and correctly, it'll cut off from there. And since we can't necessarily do that, you know, like literally, like. We just have to surround them with true equality in this world, because if they're surrounded with black kids in the neighborhood who are getting just as good of an education as them, then they won't be able, then their parents won't be able to say that all black people are hoodlums and thugs because they got black people right here. If you, you know, see that black people are running stores, if you see that black people in your community are, you know, making the same amount of pay and, you know, are living good lives, then you, uh, your parent won't be able to tell you that black people are, you know, they always thieves and, and you know, selling drugs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So hold up. It's just that if they see proper representation, then they, the people of this world would have no choice but to stop being racist. Honestly, that's that's really all it takes. Is I mean, not all it takes, obviously, but that's I get I feel like that's be going back around to me saying that representation is one of the biggest and most important aspects. Because clearly we aren't getting enough representation now. Clearly, majority of this world, majority of these parents out here of your faves, including even of your faves, have taught their children their racist ways that was taught to them. That go back hundreds of years. Oh, that's reminded me of this ignorant person named Zuby Music. Um... If I can pull up his Instagram. The reason why I even know who Zuby Music is is because I um I saw one of my favorite YouTubers. I love his content, John Solo. He reposted a tweet on his Instagram story 
that it was obviously controversial. It was by Zuby Music, and Zuby Music basically says a controversial opinion about the fat acceptance movement and basically saying how it was bad and it was promoting unhealthiness and fatness and something like that. And I, first of all, got irritated that obviously I didn't unfollow him because, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, you know, moved by that one little opinion that John Solo has, but I, I was a little bit annoyed because it was just like, why would you, I was annoyed at John Solo because I was like, why would you say that? What would be your point of posting this? Your content does not surround controversial opinions like that. And then he made, you know, a little pun or whatever. Or even they said no pun intended. He made a pun about thin in the herd because he started to lose a little bit of followers. And it's like, no, like you, these are your fans that we're talking about. You saying like, fuck them and goodbye just because they are upset at you for saying this about potentially them like i said in my story rent this is not your area of expertise this is not the the type of content you release so why would you why would you post this and then at least i mean obviously post what you want freedom of speech but why would you post this and then not only not care that you're losing you know, followers, but also not expect to. It's just so annoying. But off of the John Solo subject, the 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 Zuby music subject, this dude. Um, of course, he made that controversial opinion on the on you know bigger people or on plus size people. How you know saying fat acceptance was a bad thing, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. People just don't care to actually think about what they say apparently because how are we promoting fatness by saying that the movement is called fat acceptance the ignorant people don't have to really even be taught i mean the i mean the the non-ignorant people don't have to be taught what the movement is actually about because obviously we know it's not about fat promotion but of course this zuby music dude said something like this. Where is it? Um he said I cannot remember I mean I, I can remember you know the majority of what he said but I can't find the tweet. But he said basically something along the lines of I am a part of the least he put it all caps the least when he said least oppressed generation in the world since back in the day obviously and yet i am surrounded by or some along the lines of him being surrounded by black people who are always whining about them being oppressed and then he says something about uh the competition is weak i'm pretty sure and um that was recently so that's what I had read. And it was just like, why am I not surprised that somebody like this man is clearly. I want to I'm, let me not say he's a conservative. I don't like that's not the label I'm trying to put, but he's I bet he's one of those people that like he's like the token black person. You know what I'm saying? I bet he's one of those people that he thinks that he is enlightened and 
and have that arrogance and haughtiness that I was talking about with the other two that, you know, he thinks that he's the shit basically because he is accepted by the majority, which is white people, the racist white people. And so he acts with this haughtiness. He, he thinks that he actually is saying logical and like intelligent things when he says these controversial and arrogant opinions or well the opinions aren't arrogant it's just the way he delivers them that is arrogant he is just an arrogant person and is a reason why arrogance rhymes with ignorance is because it ain't a good look if you really the the, and i just kind of going off but into a tangent a separate tangent but if you nobody in the in this world Besides maybe the smartest people in the world, like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, should act with arrogance because you are literally on the same level as everyone else. And it's because you are ignorant to that that you act with arrogance. And so you look bad. And there's a reason why the most intelligent people in the world don't act arrogant. It is because they recognize that they are just like everybody else, number one. But also they recognize that arrogance is just a form of ignorance. It's just, it's the cousin of ignorance. And so honestly, if you act with arrogance, like Austin McBroom, like the Zuby dude, Zuby dooby dude, no, let me stop. If you act with any type of arrogance, you are immediately, at least in that aspect, ignorant because you really think that you know some shit when you don't but anyway back to like his opinion and stuff like that he making these these statements or whatever and he really thinking that he's sounding good because he is accepted by the majority of white people he thinks that you know oh because i share these same you know thoughts as the racist white friends that i have that you know it will defend the shit out of a white person for freaking for whatever it may be, like there's nothing. White people would defend the shit out of out of out of their people when in turn when it comes to you know a black person talking about you know something that that white person did to them. It, even when that other white person doesn't even know what happened, they be like, "Oh, there must be a reason. There must be a cause." He thinks that because he is surrounded, he is surrounded by people like that, and they are you know the majority, and they are also validating him that he is actually saying anything of merit. And I would tell you for a fact that he is not. <laughs> um, yes, we are the least oppressed generation. That is true. Definitely. Because it only gets more and more oppressed as you go back in time. More primitive, more ignorant more barbaric and more brutal. And yes, yes, as you go back in time, yes, we we are the least oppressed, but being the least oppressed out of the hundreds of years of some of the worst and, and craziest oppression does not mean that we are no longer oppressed. Like I said about Ahmaud Arbery, I, I don't even know if I said it, but when it comes to Ahmad Arbery, he is a prime example. We are definitely 
still very much so oppressed in so many aspects. Can't get jobs. We can't. We can't freaking walk down the street. Literally, we can't drive. We can't be. Honestly, so many things come hard. I, I, and this is me talking about myself, really. I get discouraged sometimes, especially lately, because I, I've been trying to do these YouTube videos, but it's something that I need to talk about. But I have, I made two YouTube videos that I'm really, really proud of. You know, I, I love make, I, I love making those YouTube videos and I love watching it back over because it was the, the first two times I made YouTube videos without, you know, I don't know, feeling so discouraged and depressed about them. And I made them and I am happy about them. And I want to use YouTube to grow and so to get bring more attention to the potential of comic books and movies and stuff that I could create. But I sometimes I get discouraged that they may never never happen because nobody will come to my YouTube channel because of the color of my skin. I am on Tinder and I like a lot of people and, you know, I've been, I've talked to a few people and, you know, suddenly they stopped talking to me or something like that. And even though, you know, for a few, for a few of them, that may not be the case, but for, I can't help but think sometimes that, what if they stopped talking to me because I was black? You know what I'm saying? Or what if they didn't swipe on me because I am black? It's these insecurities and stuff like that. Also, that you know, it just just it's just discouraging. And that's on the smallest aspect, or not. Which let's be real here: mental men, mental health and internally and internal things aren't the smallest aspect. It's just that they're the least physically tangible or seeable. So that's why I refer to them as the smallest aspect. But they're actually the biggest. But in terms of things that are seeable, tangible things, we can't get jobs. We are being killed still. We are. It's just so many things. I mean, how could I even go off of that killing thing? I should have named that thing as the last because that is the worst. We are losing our lives for the color of our skin. We did nothing. Majority of us did nothing. And the same goes for so many different ethnicities. We are ran by racist white people. It's just, I don't understand how people don't see the signs and then and really feel like we it's nothing is happening. Majority of politicians in this world, if you was to sit up there, I mean, in this country, if you were to pin a picture of every politician to ever exist in this country today, not ever, but to exist in this country today, and you separated the the ethnic or the indigenous people to the side, and then you put, you know, the white people in their own category, I guarantee you it will be... It will be a white wall with a few stains on it. I bet if you if you look at if you pay attention to to white people, white celebrities saying the N word, stealing things that are clearly from black culture, 
you will see how many people do it and you will be able to see like, wow, it's a lot of people. Why is it that it's so many politicians in this government that are white? Why is it that so many white people say the N word? Why? And then you'll be able to put the answer together because we, because people hate black people. <laughs> like people do not like us. It's a lot of black people that don't even like themselves. And on the terms of that, it's still in black culture stuff. I, especially because of Choice TV talking about the, the names thing in particular, I have really been for a while now, I've been really been enlightened by, you know, learn, I, I've learned so many things and, uh, you know, that took away the own prejudices and stereotypes that I had internally in myself when it comes to black culture, you know, everybody always, and this is, and this is where it really gets offensive like and, and it's so blankly racist and offensive because um it's been a ongoing joke for years. Everybody knows the joke of the ghetto name Laquisha or the uh, Sharkisha, stuff like that. And it, it gets so offensive and racist because that is a worldwide, I don't want to say worldwide, let me not say worldwide, but nationwide known joke of the Loquisha. That's a ghetto name, the ghetto girl named Loquisha and stuff like that. And I used to even think that was a ghetto name. But especially because of Choice TV, when you really, I, I realized that when you really look at it, these are things that are a part of black culture. Why is it that Laquisha is a ghetto name. Why is it that the sounds Laquisha are is a ghetto name? It's not a ghetto name. I've been surrounded by Laquishas. Obviously, not a, the actual name Laquisha. Even I'm sure I've met one, but I know Shanices. I know Janayas. I know Janayas. I know I know Jay Shanas. I know um, Lavejas. You know what I'm saying? Like. These are people that I have been surrounded by my entire life. I know Jalen's, I know Javion's, I know Davon's. These are black names. These are names that are a part of our culture. And we are judged for them. People look at them nationwide as ghetto, which is so racist do you look at the name jesus mariana those two names i got from the fosters do do you look at um carlos do you look at um just any of these names do you look at any of those other names like that as ghetto no, you don't. You look at those as Mexican or Spanish origin names. They those are those are names from the Spanish or Mexican culture. But when you look at Lavasia, when you look at Janaya, when you look at Laquisha, those are names that are ghetto. No, they're not ghetto. You're just racist. <laughs> These are names a part of black culture, and that's and. and People, I feel like black people would be so much more powerful. We already powerful enough, but I mean, not enough. We already powerful to a certain degree, but we could be so much more powerful and have our movement going even stronger if we actually recognized our culture 
as a culture because not everybody does. We have all of the the criteria for a culture. We have we have dances, we have the music, we have the names, we have the traditions, we have the foods, we have everything that makes a, up a culture, but we don't look at it as one. It is our culture. We basically have everything in a culture except for our own language. That's it. And I feel like one of the main reasons why we don't look at it as a culture is because so many people take it. So many people adopt our culture, especially without any uh, recognition to our people or you know representation. They adopt our culture, and then and so black people aren't convinced that it's not our, that it's our culture, but it is because when you really think about it, all of these people who call themselves adopting these things out of our culture aren't surrounded by the origins and what cre- and what pumps this culture out. We are, we are surrounded. Excuse me. We are surrounded by this stuff. Like, do you think that? Could you imagine Kim Kardashian? And her like aunties or her sisters and her mom and stuff like that all sitting down, like Kim Kardashian sitting down on a pillow and, and her mom sitting down on the couch and she braiding her hair as a kid. No, you can't. You can't imagine that. And then also all of her cousins and their mamas and stuff, they all sitting around talking and chatting it up while they're getting their hair braided. No, you can't. You ain't. I bet I know for a fact Kim Kardashian has not been in that environment as a kid. I have. I've seen that happen to my sisters. Shit, I didn't even have my hair braided, even though I immediately took it out because I looked dumb as hell. But that's the environment. That's the environment that we grew up in. That is what creates these hairstyles. That is what we're, we're braiding. You know, is is prominent. Kim Kardashian never grew up in that environment, but yet somehow she is credited for, you know popularizing braids, the the specific type of braids, quote-unquote boxer braids. She's popularized for doing that. Can't you see where black people are mad in that regard? I literally grew up my entire life seeing my sisters and my mothers and my grandmothers make this hair style. And we have lived nothing but a life of struggle and pain, not getting its equal opportunities, not getting equal education and living in a in poverty. And we made and we making it work. And then this random rich ass fucking person who already is rich enough and is famous enough comes out and steals one of our hairstyles. And gets so much praise and attention for it. I would be livid. I am livid about it. Did I say we had clothes too, a part of our culture? Because we also have clothes. You know how Mexican people got their style of clothes and the patterns in their clothes and, you know, they beautiful, rich culture that I just love. And then 
African people have they beautiful patterns and things inside their clothes and the and their those hats that they wear and stuff like that inside their African culture. And then the same goes for so many different cultures, you know, German culture, you know, and you know, the Yodelers and da 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 da. Everybody with the with their separate culture, black people got that culture too. And y'all gotta remember, just because it is not a culture that, you know. It's influenced by things that have that's been carried on for hundreds or thousands of years does not make it any less a culture like the Mexican culture, the 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 African culture and the German culture, those cultures and those styles they're they are look like that because they are influenced by traditions from hundreds and hundreds of years. You got to remember that black people. Uh, black people, not African people, but like, you know, black people, African-American people inside the United States. We have to start from the ground up just a few hundred years ago. So, our, of course, our culture is going to be newer. It's going to have, it's going to adopt newer things. But that doesn't make that is that, that doesn't make it not a culture. It is. And our culture relies in. First of all, it lied inside the. Oh, yeah, and that's probably another reason why black culture is so popular because it, it's like black culture always evolves too, like a trend almost. But I mean, it always kind of stays, it still always has its root core of what it's about. But like at first, it started off with baggier clothes, you know, big shirts, big pants, gym shoes, and, you know, baseball caps and stuff like that. Even, no, they didn't start with that. It started with those, you know, extra high haircuts and, you know, all of that. And then it gravitated to, you know, sports clothes, you know, mainly is when I when I think of black culture and black fashion, I mainly think of sports clothes because we are the ones who popularized wearing sports clothes casually. You know, nobody had thought of of wearing that before we did. And if somebody did, feel free to to prove me wrong. But and I'm not saying, oh, because one white person wore sports clothes, you know, or like a few white people wore sports clothes, you know, casually in the past. Oh, that means that they're the ones who started. No, I'm talking about the people who popularized it, the people who made it a part of their culture. It was black people. I I got on freaking joggers right now. Like, even though this isn't particularly my style you know, that I want to have, I kind of like a more casually formal style. That's the style that I'm going to like, you know, get into once I get enough money to start doing it. But my whole life I've been dressing in black culture in black culture style because it's how I was raised. <clears throat> yeah, that that's our clothes. I mean, we obviously got more clothes that I can't think of off the top of my head, but you know, Thing places and people and, uh, and clothing lines that were influenced by by our culture was baby fat, fat farm, and stuff like that. Um, rock aware, literally made by a black person. Um, shit, even even the the big places right now, not only were they influenced by black people, but the one of the main reasons why they are so successful. Well, not, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be successful now, but like on one of the only reasons, I mean, one of the main reasons why they are as big and as popular as they are is because of black people is businesses like Adidas, businesses like Nike. I I 
can say for a fact, not for a fact, let me not say that. It's an opinion, but it's, you know, it's, it's filled with just, you know, what I've learned that if people, black people would not, I mean, without black people, I bet you Nike and Adidas and stuff like that, it would be worn, but it would be worn only as what they were originally meant for exercising. You know what I'm saying? Gym shoes, you know, um, you know, and all just anything sports, anything exercising, that's what Nike would be mainly for, you know? And that's because that is what it, what it that's what it was originally meant for. And people wouldn't wear if you look at TikTok, it's so many white people, specifically white boys, that be wearing, you know, sports clothes. White, well, I mean, they'd be wearing sports clothes, like I want to say recreationally. I don't know if that's a good word to use, but they wear it casually, and it's because of the influence. At the same time, you see those white boys that that's wearing sports clothes. They be trying to talk like you know, like remember that during that trend when they was like saying, "Oh, when the ghetto white boy or the hood white boy come talk to you," and then it was clearly just a bunch of white boys trying to talk black and shit. And the same kids who fucking doing that are the ones that's wearing the sports clothes. The same kids who are doing that are the ones who listen to black people music. And it's because they're influenced by black culture, which obviously there's nothing wrong with that. I love that that people love our culture. I just hate that nobody looks at it as our culture. I hate that nobody wants to give us credit. I hate that it is not respected like how every other culture is. And... Obviously, I would say with age, it would become respected. But how is it ever going to become respected with age, like how these other ones got respected with age, if we never actually acknowledge it as a culture in the first place? I feel like the 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 evolution of a of a non-respected culture to becoming a respected culture would involve the recognition of it actually being a culture. I feel like that's how it was with with. German culture and the yodelers, Dutch culture and stuff like that. And that's how it was with Mexican culture and, you know, blah, 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 blah. They had to eventually acknowledge it as a culture, acknowledge it as tradition. And then it like officially became a culture. And that's what has to happen with black people. But of course, it's more complicated with us because we like those people, especially because they were most most likely surrounded by people that only looked like them hundreds of thousands of years ago or, or thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago. They were only surrounded by people like them, so they didn't have any any opposers. They didn't have anybody to fight against. Excuse me. They didn't have anybody to fight against. So, you know, they just was like, okay, agreed. But we have people to fight against, sadly, to get the recognition that we need. And so it's going to take more of us and more recognition that it is a culture to get to get anywhere let alone to get the respect that we are looking for you know this is just one of the many 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 things that plays into black people and our struggle you know in terms of like our self-hatred like the zuby music dude our um our frustrations, our poverty, our uneducatedness, the way we talk. It's so many things that play in 
to why we are the way we are. And that does not mean, like, especially in the uneducated aspect and all of that, being uneducated is not a part of black culture. I mean, it is because we, that's just how it, it, it evolved. You know, that's just, it's just been a part of our thing for so long. But I bet that our black culture could still thrive and be amazing even without, you know, ignorance obviously of course it could we don't need to be ignorant we can we should we can be able to learn how to talk and still be able to make rap music and still be able to make cold beats like uneducatedness is not what gives us that fire but hold up next hold up wait so to conclude this or at least i'm gonna try to do it properly i just feel that first of all it's so frustrating the hatred that the internal hatred is like a big elephant in the room across the entire world that nobody really wants to acknowledge the hatred that comes with being black towards black people at least you know the things that cause our society to be the way that it is now i, I don't think people understand that we are what we are what our past has made us. Society is the way it is, not because of some brand new phenomenon that changed everybody's minds. No, we are the the sum of every single thing that has happened in time. You would be a fool if you if you really thought that you weren't influenced by your parents, your parents, 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 and your parents, parents, parents. And all the way to their parents, to parents, to parents from a thousand years ago. You have at least a tad bit of influence from your great, 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 great grandmother. Because ideologies, especially as a child, they're ingrained inside your mind. Ideologies and philosophies are very hard to, to change and undo, and they're very easy to pass along to the impressionable child. And so you're definitely the sum of your ancestors, my friend. But the thing is that it's not it's not like it's going it's impossible to change that. It's not impossible to to look at life a different way and then completely reverse it. And now you know your your child is the sum of you know obviously the good parts of your ancestors, but also the good parts that they lack that you now have, you know, easy things that could change the world for the better. And also rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery, obviously, um, murdered in cold blood and a perfect example of how racist this world is not even just the killing itself, but the things that happened afterward, the fact that those motherfuckers wasn't even going to be arrested Unless it unless until they got media attention. Um and also and lastly, I guess I gotta say that just black people, I'm talking to you mainly, and I'm talking to everybody else. first of all, to everyone, period, recognize that recognize black culture when you see it. Basically, our music, our art our clothes, our food, our our events, our traditions, all of it. 
that includes cookouts too, barbecues, and that's a part of black culture as well. Obviously, black people didn't invent that, but it's definitely a part of our culture to have a cookout. Like it's not a holiday, but it's close to it. It's, it's a tradition that's been going on for years. But yeah, just recognize recognize our culture so that we can finally get respect for it. Because once we do that, I mean, I don't think that's the starting point, but if it was the starting point, that would definitely be a very, very good starting point to to get up from. And we can make a whole lot of differences from, from there up. So thank you for listening to this holiday podcast. And, um, yeah, y'all have a nice day.